getting my entire fucking kitchen stuff. All right, that's a good that's a good intro. Welcome to Mr. Cack and me. Uh, I am Mr. Cack, and this is my guest. Now, as the first episode, my guest is Rick, and that means absolutely nothing to anyone listening to this. So, I feel like what I should do is introduce the design or the concept of this, and then allow Rick to introduce himself. So, I am someone that sits around and just has the most stupid thoughts running through my head at any given point in the day. And I feel like a lot of people I know can either handle that side of me or can't. So I feel like the most hilarious thing I can do in my pursuit of happiness is to bring people out to actually confront the stupid stuff that we think about. We're all humans. We all think stupid stuff in our waking hours. Um, but I, I don't have money to get big time guests. So what I do have is a wealth of friendship. <laughs> uh, so Rick is a Rick is a, a long time friend. A lifelong friend. Um, so, Rick, would you please just briefly, or fuck, I guess, long, I mean, the magic of editing can make your answer as short as it needs to be. But, Rick, give us an introduction to yourself and why we should care about you as a human. As a human, I don't feel like there's much saving me. Mm -hmm. But as a personality, I feel like I'm probably one of the better minds to cryogenically freeze nice we have that ability to do that nice upload me to the internet like oh yeah really shitty movie with what's his face pirates of the caribbean woman meter guy whatever oh man when you said pirates of the caribbean i just thought of um oh crap what's his name kenny is it kenny g no kenny g Yes. Is it Kenny G that sings? Uh, yes. uh, the fucking Lonely Island. With Lonely Island. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you have to save me and put me in there because just fucking label me as Segway Sally. Hello, it's Mr. Cack, and I just wanted to jump in right quick to say, listen, we know before you get upset, it's Michael Bolton. We we got it wrong with Kenny G. Someone was drinking. A good time was had. Calm down. All right, go back to go back to the show, you, you, you beautiful son of a gun, you. All right, love you, man. Uh, I don't really have much to bring to the table. Uh, well, I mean, crippling depression. What, what, what do you death. What do you do uh, What do you do in real life right now? What are you doing? What's What's your life right now, Rick? Oh man, my life right now. Um, young budding chef, uh, veteran. Uh, aspiring alcoholic nice um you know trying to live my best hashtag white girl life nice hike and drink beer and do those things um starting the van life oh that's coming up so i'm actually living in a if you can't hear the echo i'm living in a basement studio apartment in portland oregon uh i'm gonna turn this wonderful joint back to their proper owners and crawl into a van and try to live and camp and do some off-grid shit oh so when i mean my hashtag white girl life i for real mean drink beer take selfies and thirst for attention for people online by liking my shirtless instagram photos (laughs) 
Cool. Well, as Mr. This is the third podcast, I'm creating in a vain effort to have my voice resonate through the internet. I don't understand your what you're trying to do. Um so Rick, you said you said your you said your things, so I have two questions. But first, recap, Rick, aspiring young chef, you're up in the Pacific Northwest, you're about to be in a van. Now, yes. my question to you, the first one, I guess the more pressing one. We'll go with the second one, the less pressing one. You said you're going to live your hashtag best white girl life. Does this yes. include purchasing the uh, TikTok leggings? And do you know what I mean when I say TikTok leggings? Dude, I have recently, and by recently, I mean within the last like three days, hopped on TikTok. Uh-huh. And I'm learning all these things. Yeah. If you, Mr. Cock and me, Cack and me, uh-huh. whatever, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or Rage You Nerds mm-hmm. wanted to sponsor some whatever honeycomb leggings, <laughs> I will rock those <laughs> that I fucking do up here. Man, I just hands down. I, you're, you've almost convinced me just personally to, to sponsor that, just myself. Like, don't yeah. say Mr. Cack, say say my name. <laughs> just Christopher Aaron <laughs> off my ass. I take so many ass selfies, dude. I have Hank Hill butt. It is the most confusing and perplexing thing. My belly sticks out farther than my butt cheeks, and like I. It does. Like, I understand. Like, the episode of King of the Hill where, like, Hank is, like, fucking tormented by his his small, chapped ass. Like, dude. He I, just sits slides out of the seat. Like, I try. I try to make myself fatter daily, and it's just like, no, that's going elsewhere. Yeah. It's just, we're we're going to divert it from your ass. Yeah. Like, I've got skinny person, like, skinny people arms, so now that we live in a virtual world, I really confuse people when they see me stand up. They're like, whoa! There's more of him. He, this isn't, this pregnant, this pregnant bearded man, woman, I was not expecting this. (laughs) You gave, you gave a much younger resonance with them tiny arms. Them tiny baby T-Rex arms. The baby T-Rex arms, that's what fools you. So my, my, my more pressing question to you was, all right. So there's a lot of confusion, a land of confusion, a state of confusion. Uh, when Oregon decided, like, hey, yo, YOLO, drugs, do it, have fun. Is it like that, or are we just, like, being the ignorant rest of the 47 states in the lower 48? Like, we just misinterpreted what the actual law is there. <sighs> or do you even care? Like, this seems like politics, hey, and I don't want to slip too far into it. One. A, I could give two shits less. Fair. B, and this is, well, it's really 1A. Um, the drugs here are already really bad. Nice. Uh, the crime rate is already outrageous. Um, the listeners in the, the world, if you know anything about Arkansas or maybe populations of Arkansas and populations of our hometown, uh, there's probably more homeless people in just the Portland metro downtown area than we have probably in the entire city of Ozark. So take Ozark, give them probably worse drug addiction than what's already there and just dump them into the streets. Shout out, shout out Ozark, Arkansas. (laughs) Shout out, shout out to the hashtag hillbilly pride runs deep, baby. Four, seven. uh, That's like all the, that's like half the state. Four, seven, nine, baby. Uh, So 
Yeah, that brings up an interesting, I guess not interesting point, but me and Rick, as I've mentioned before, lifelong friends, lovers, children's. Um, we met... Leader of many chips. We've oh. met, like, what? Uh, at this point, we're 34, 35, or wherever in there. Uh, so it's been... It's been two decades, right? We would have yeah. met about 14, 13 in junior high when Rick was a tall, pencilied, mustachioed boy to enter. I, I mean, at that point, his height and build made him a man in our eyes, and it threatened some people, but I was just enamored. Like, your, your dad rolled in like a, like a southern fried Ric Flair, uh, and, and you came out. Like fucking, I I remember the first practice I saw you in the gym. You look like the the whitest trash Ivan Drago to ever appear. I'm like, dude, yeah. this guy's gonna be a dick. He's not gonna like anything we do. And and it turns out that you know, one, I was the only one with long hair in yeah. the entire school. I remember showing up the very first day with Jinkos, <laughs> a like jacked up Nike hat with like safety pins through the the grip <laughs> and a corn to follow the leader shirt and i legitimately got told by someone i don't remember who it was i legitimately got told your friends are over there <laughs> <laughs> behind the cafeteria where like the punk kids went and smoked yeah and i'm like oh this is how it is like <sighs> what yeah. the fuck dude Small town America. So, like, I think there's a lot that sitcoms and comedies get wrong with life. But, like, at a m very micro level, small town high school junior high is pretty on point with everything. Uh, especially the experience we had. And if we can have it in literally middle of nowhere Arkansas, where there's there's the prep faction, which is so silly to say in this. Like, to think back on it's like, by prep we mean... Someone bought a Tommy Hilfiger shirt. <laughs> Bro, I remember half, not even halfway through the basketball season, getting an invite to Kendra's birthday party. Oh, you're in then. And then, like, I was like, no, I don't know anybody. I'm not going. Ooh, and then I looked tough. at it. It was like Ozark Country Club. I'm like, what the fuck am I going <laughs> to do with Ozark Country Club? With people who I don't hardly know yet. And then... I remember we were at a basketball game, I think. We were leaving, and my dad goes, what the fuck did you do to piss this girl off? And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, the fucking judge of fucking Franklin County come to me and your mom and was like, why is your son not going to Kendra's fucking birthday party? <laughs> and I was like, fucking hashtag made it, baby. Oh, man. I yeah. I love the pals so fucking much, dude. They They're such... They were always really super cool to my dad and me, so, like, I love the pals. But, yes, no, I mean, like, small town, like, you have to dot some I's and cross some T's, otherwise you are burned. In a, in a high school of 100, and only about 30 of them are people that you interact with, you don't want to yeah. be burning no bridges, just that. Just that I didn't burn any bridges, and then, like, that, like, it was, like, that crew, but you imagine, like, that crew lasted up until we graduated. Like, majority of everybody was still friends, I would say. Yeah. With some weird drama here and there, but... Of course. believe that, the, like, most was friends. And then, talk, you look at, like, what, our 10-year reunion? And, like, how cool, like, people turned out to be, and then everybody got fat? Yeah. 
Don't worry. There was someone at our reunion that made sure to point out to me <laughs> that I had gotten fat. Which I'm like, dude, I, I was undershooting my weight class the entirety of high school. Like, you gotta, you gotta let me be. This, like, have you seen my dad? I'm still not the fattest in the family, even though he's lost a lot of weight. Good job, my dad. Good job. Good job, Rusty. Good job. Good job, Russell Ray. You did it. You made it. Rusty. Uh, somebody asked me. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, somebody go asked ahead. me about, about small towns. Mm-hmm. And. I had said something about coming on the show, being on the, the Twitch podcast, whatever you want to call this fucking fiasco. Um, and they said, oh, is he a friend of yours? And <laughs> I said, um, I was on vacation and he sat in my house with my parents and fucking watched TV and had dinner with them. Why I wasn't there once. And then I said he was in my wedding and his dad officiated. <laughs> So, uh, not- <laughs> listen, yeah. I've, 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 there are so many times where I just sit back and think about the absurdity of my relationship with you and your parents. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, it, it, it was kind of a customary thing. Cause I, I, I'm kind of a kiss ass when I was a kid and around parents back in our hometown, because I knew that that's how you grease the wheels. So a lot of people felt more cool with letting me do stuff or letting their kids be with me. It was very advantageous. Um, but I'm more of a, I'm more of an enabler and instigator than what they realized. That's, like, that's a, when you, when you slow it down, that's like a, a little sociopath. No, like, dude, clearly. Right yes. There. No, clearly. Clearly, There's being a, being aware that you're manipulating people getting behind that house of yours. Be, being aware that you're manipulating people and not fully caring. Yeah, probably. But your parents. So there were a lot of parents because I was close to a lot of families. You know, there was a couple families that I felt like I felt I had a strong connection to. Your family was the only one that I would just up and show up to, even if you weren't there. I don't know how that happened, but it's such a sitcom cliche trope of like cr- you know weird best friend walks into the house and like people go oh chris is here no, i was waiting for like where's the, the guitar riff for fucking clarissa explains it all you Dude, fucking climb through the window it's like Wah! i was like i was like better off family wise sean from boy me world it's just like i show up and it's just like yo what's up family and it's like people clap and your dad's like yeah. kegel <laughs> i fucking watched uh oh what was it Orange County Choppers or West Coast Choppers? I, I sat there and literally watched West Coast Choppers with your yeah. with your I family one day. I was in Minnesota visiting family on a fishing trip, and then I called home for whatever reason. And I remember my dad's being like, "Oh yeah, I gotta go. Me, your mom, and Chris are watching fucking <laughs> TV." And I was like, "What? Like you're getting off the phone with your son so you can fucking spend some time with Chris?" I'm like. Okay, yeah, cool, whatever. I am so glad. I am so glad that I got as close to your family as I did. And I'm so glad that our, like, our dads got along, because that, like, my dad, my dad's not a hard-to-please person. He definitely, like, draws some, like, blood feuds and, like, (laughs) excommunicates people, but it's, like, people that deserve it. Like, they're, like, the people I know that he blood feuds with, I think I would blood feud with them, too, if I was him. Uh, But, like, my dad, like... I'm I'm glad it worked out with our families. That was that was awesome. And yes, my dad did officiate your wedding. He did say I now pronounce you husband and wife. Uh, and really had a full Scooby Doo moment up there. 
I mean, it worked out in the long run. Oh, wait. No, oh, you know, I blame my dad. <laughs> so I was like, I remind him constantly. Dad, you remember how you ruined those two young people's lives? <laughs> uh, my dad's a silly son of a bitch. Um, okay, Rick. So when I wanted to do this, there was one specific question. And it's a question I've, I've heard a lot of times. Uh, and I've seen it play out in, in Deadpool 2. Um, but I, I'm curious as to I'm curious as to what a normal human being thinks. Okay. Okay. Now to set this up, there's going to be some parameters, and then how you go from there entirely up to you and your decisions. You've been sent back in time. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be Terminator style. You can be back with clothes, but you are back in time as you are right now, which means that there's probably not any hope of you getting back. You're being you've just been thrown back. And you've been sent back far enough that you are now in the same location in Austria where you have the opportunity to be in contact with baby Hitler. What do you do? Honestly, what would you do? You're not getting back. You know what this child becomes. But he's a baby. Can't defend himself. I mean... Do you buy time? Do you wait till he gets older? I have no qualms. I would just like drop kick punt that fucking baby against the wall, honestly. Yeah. I feel like it's a hard question to answer because at the fundamental core, you have to say, I'm going to murder a baby. And I feel like that's a tough pill to swallow. And there's probably a chance that we've already thrown off anyone that was listening. Like, ah, well, shit, they're killing babies. I'm out. I'm out. I don't know. Like, if you know it's Hitler, if it's you know it's baby Hitler, like... Yeah, you know. You know. Maybe you were given a picture. Maybe you were sent on a quest. Does it become crueler the older he gets? I guess... I guess... The, I guess... Like, I, they look... His family looks at photos, and they're like, there he is again. <laughs> look, Martha. There he's in the background. Oh, why'd her name have to be Martha? But then you're like a fucking creeper. Because you're just watching this fucking... You're watching this child from afar, and like... I'm already living in a van. Already living in a van. Now I'm living in a van watching this, like, small Austrian child. Oh, if your van could go back in time, then your van. So, butterfly effect. If your van goes back in time with you, now they have technology they didn't have before. And now, now Germany has created a super weapon. And so, in in verse, America creates Superman. Fucking 2006 Ford Astro van? Like... (laughs) I don't think they're going to make a fucking weapon of mass destruction out of that. What is this cut set player? <laughs> That's not a German accent. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Honestly? Mm. What about, okay, here. I'll do, I'll do a different one. I was okay. saving this one for Reno, but I might still ask him anyways. Uh, you, go, read it. you go back in time again. Again, you're sent back in time. You're at a high school. Small, shitty high school. A dude walks in. It's uh, it's high. It's senior year. Yeah, senior year of high school. Senior uh, high school. Dude walks in. He reeks of alcohol. You know because you've read the insanely weird graphic novel, uh, my best friend Dahmer, that this person walking into the high school is Jeffrey Dahmer. He is. He has been confirmed that the night after his graduation is when his first kill occurred. Do you? Also, I don't know. Have you seen? Have you heard about the 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 novel, the graphic novel, 
uh, my best friend Dahmer? Yes. Dude, so he, he like, drinks him, like, he drinks a six-pack before he goes into a high school. Like, that's his, that's his daily routine, is he just gets smashed, walks in, just completely numb to the world. His friends, the guy that wrote this damn novel, or this graphic novel, was like, hey, man, you should pretend like you have epilepsy to garner, like, attention from people. And the sociopath's like, all right. So he, like, pretends he has epilepsy throughout, like, junior high and high school just so people will look at him and care. Dude, it's so messed up. So, it's such an interesting... Haven't even read the full thing. Apparently, it's on... A, it's apparently, they've made, like, a Netflix video, but I'm not gonna... I'm yeah, not gonna no. watch that. Uh, but do you... What do you do? You, you know you have a full... You have a full senior year to do something because after he graduates, he does go out and have that first kill. I'm very comfortable killing baby Hitler. I'm very comfortable killing, like, a maternity ward full of babies to get Hitler. I kind of like... Ooh, I kind of like serial killers, though, so I might let him pass. Because then what, you know, what podcast and docu-series am I going to watch now? Yeah. Like, I might be bored. Well, so you're going to hell. Basic. Yeah. Um... Have you ever, have you ever, like, stopped and thought about, like, dude, are we living, like, what if alternate universe exists, and, like, someone like Jeffrey Dahmer, like, he apparently was, like, super smart, did something at his school that got his school, like, like, able to go meet the president or the vice president, but, like, he's, like, cracking a 12-pack before every day, so, like, he's- yeah, He got to meet the president because he acted retarded? Like, no, no, no. I, so I haven't read the full thing, but I think like I think some school thing that they did. I think he was on part of some team that did something that they got got recognized or whatever. And the guy's like, all I could think about when I like when I reflect back on on what he had done that day is what a waste. Because like because like he has all this like. Do you think there's an alternate like? Do you think alternate realities exist? And if you do, do you think there's one where like Jeffrey Dahmer's the president right now? I hope so, because that just seems like the storyline of The Ringer with Johnny Knoxville and the Special Olympics. You think he's still like, killing people if he's the president? I mean, doesn't our presidents do that now? Ah, this isn't a political show. You're right. Um, do you think, like, do you think, like, he, uh, do you think, like, he still gets off on that? This dude, this dude, when he was young, was picking like, up roadkill and, like, yeah. fucking carrying it back and putting it in jars to see the skin dissolve, just to see. Just to see what. And, like, people saw this, and, and they you were like... You say that in a negative light, but I remember two instances yeah. of people that are on a show and some roadkill going into a mailbox. But I never, like, sat it in, like, kerosene to watch its skin rot off so that way I could study, like, what the effects of certain liquids do to the body. I was just a shit kid, dude. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> idiots, Yeah. And like, um, yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, do you ever think like, is there like a better version of me somewhere out there in reality? I, I love the, I love the Rick and Morty thing where it's like, you have all the different Ricks and you have all the different Mortys. Um, I would hope there is, I would hope there's an alternate reality out there where like, there's like a financially stable Rick and there's like a mentally stable Rick. And then there's just me over here just struggling to like fucking make it to work without just like driving into oncoming traffic 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would imagine that there's like a super like hobo Barack Obama, and then there's like a super flamboyant like Donald Trump. Nice. Somewhere out there, Dude, you've living just, in the same universe. You've set up a weird porn. <laughs> yeah, like, could you, imagine, could you imagine watching like, or like, something comes out of like this weird sex party, like Epstein Island, except for politic politicians, where like Bill Clinton's like standing in the corner, like smoking cigarettes, and like Trump is like rimming Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if you've just stayed in an alternate reality, honestly. I think I think the rich and powerful are just like going out on TV, being like, "Ah, they're doing this," and the other one's like, "You're doing this," and then like behind the stage, like, "Let's fuck," like, "Let's let's do it." It's like Buffalo Bill, "Uh, fuck me," and just like they're going to gravy town on people. Dude, could you imagine like being that artist of like, I wrote this beautiful song called "Goodbye Horses," (laughs) and anytime that shit plays, all I think about is this dude tucking his fucking wiener between his legs. Would you fuck me? And then putting, like, a woman's scalp on. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> I like to, to think that um, Buffalo Bill's probably a nice guy. Like, listen, he gave love to big women, and I, I'm all for the empowerment of women of all body shapes and sizes, so I think that's really cool what he was doing. Granted, he killed him. But he was interested. He still respected the big woman. That was where his sexual arousal came. And, like, it's fucked up. Yes. But also that guy went on to become, like, a police chief in, like, eight different other (laughs) television shows. He's in a lot of – he turned his life around after that. (laughs) (laughs) I wish people, like – because they exist, right? That's why, like, someone read a book one time and tried to kill a president is, like – People, like, visualize things they see or read and, like, I can't separate this from reality. So I think there's this, like, people that see him. I think the coolest thing I've ever seen by far is the skits of the Ford Theater on The Whitest Kid You Know. When fucking Abraham Lincoln is in the balcony and they're trying to watch the fucking play. They're trying to watch Hamlet. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh shit! Watch the fuck out! Watch out behind you! And they're like, "Would you please shut up?" He's like, "Who the fuck said that? Who the fuck said that? You don't fucked up, you skinny ass bitch! You fucked up!" Like, by far the greatest satire of any like presidential thing I've ever seen in my entire life is him fucking with John Wilkes Booth. But I mean, yeah, it's it's all based off something like, but like, like, do you think there's, you think there's some, do you think there's someone that sees Buffalo Bill like on another show and like, dude, that guy wears people's skins and tucks his wiener. Like he can't be the sheriff or the commissioner or the father. Like he's, he's a wiener tucker. He's a wiener tucker. Also, I don't think that feels comfortable. I know people do it and like they do it for, you know, like, eh, not in like not in like the Buffalo Bill light where they tried to pervert it. Like there are people that tuck because they do drag, but like I just it doesn't feel comfortable to me. I did it to Jamie once. I tucked it and walked out of the bathroom and she looked over. I'm like, look, I'm like you. Well maybe you got more elasticity in your groinal region. Mine's just like fat. <laughs> Mine's just fat pug. You gotta like you gotta get it wet. No. And heat it up. No. It's like it's like oh, God. You know, 
Oh, this is getting <laughs> dirty. <laughs> Tonight's episode brought to you by KFC. Uh, like that'd be so cool if KFC <laughs> sponsored this. Like, did they just say Wiener Tuck? Brought to you by KFC. <laughs> go get, go oh, I'll get a fried Wiener Tuck. Go grab a double stack and Wiener Tuck. <laughs> is that still a thing? Do you remember when they're like, dude? Remember how we made sandwiches with bread? Well, fuck you, fatty. Here's two chickens and some oh, bacon and cheese. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of, I made a burger once. And it hurt. Like, I, oh. I literally started breathing heavy after I ate it. Damn. I made a burger out of 50% beef, and then it was, like, ground pork and ground bacon oh. was the patty. I put french fries inside of the buns. The buns? Two grilled cheese sandwiches. Jesus. Think about that. I'm trying. Like You're I'm... putting multiple animals Correct. And then grilled cheese sandwiches as but like a full grilled cheese sandwich, squish it flat, grilled cheese sandwich, squish it flat, crazy burger patty. Yeah. Nice. That I mean that's really hot. I could see like Reno's gonna listen to this episode and he's gonna be in a fucking panic, dude. He's gonna be oh, I want this sandwich, Richard. And like he's gonna come after he, like, me. He takes his laptop to like the bathroom and his wife's like knocking on the door. She's like, What are you doing, honey? He's like, No, Rachel! Nothing! Go away! Where's Rachel? You're gonna you're gonna be out in your van somewhere, you're gonna hear You're like, who the fuck is knocking on my van door? It's gonna be Reno. Ricky! Where's the sandwich? Where is she? He's just shirtless with a Batman mask on. <laughs> I heard you put fries in the buns. Oh, oh, Rick, oh, man, we're being mean to Reno, and he's not even here to defend himself. And so, yeah, far. but he's not—he doesn't defend himself when we're around each other. Dude, though. he has, according to one of our friends, big nuts. So. I feel like his big nuts just deflect everything. Are you a person that can live that life of, like, my give-a-dams? But you remember that song, my give-a-dams busted? And, like, people are like, that's my motto. Like, are you someone that can live a give-a-damn busted life? I am. Dude, that's so I fucking am. cool. My, my dams are busted and my fucks are... The field in which my fucks have flourished are dried up and barren. So... Nice. All of it is... To the wayside now. Um, That's awesome. I think it stems from moving a lot as a kid. Mm. Like, moved a fuck ton as a kid. Uh, lived in poverty for most of it. Most of my childhood. Until we got to Ozark. Uh, and then it was like, it was pretty easy to go to the military after that. Um, and then from that, it's like failed relationship, failed relationship, failed relationship, failed relationship. And weird shit and it's failed career choices and everything else i'm finally at peace with like the past and i'm at peace with the present and that's where i'm i think that's why it's easy for me to say like yes i downsize from a house to this like studio apartment yes i'm downsizing from a studio apartment to a van Yes, I'm comfortable, like, not having bills and a mortgage and stuff. Like, everything I own fits in a Volkswagen Jetta. Mm -hmm. So if my car broke down, I'd be like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> if someone broke in and stole, like, half my clothes, I'd be like, huh, well, 
I had gym shorts and I got <laughs> chef coats. That's pretty much all I have to live for. So um, that's kind of where I'm at now. And it's, it's really, really relaxing to sit back and say like the most expensive thing I have is a pair of hiking boots and like a backpack that I go hiking every weekend with. That's awesome. I, and then like, I had a copious amount of alcohol in my apartment. <laughs> That's the only other thing. Oh, okay. You, you had like a really inspirational story going there. And then like, also oh, I numb the pain with alcohol. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, okay. No. Then I have to numb it. It's just, it, okay. it takes better. There we go. Better. There you go. See, still uplifting. Still uplifting. Still uplifting. Thank you. Speaking, speaking of, I get my Oh, Razorbacks. Razorbacks. Yeah. Dude, I... I wish I could do that. I wish I could do like you and live in like a Melissa McCarthy in a sitcoms type type existence. And by that, I mean like Melissa McCarthy, when she stars in sitcoms, like completely glosses over the fact that she's a big girl. Uh, she's still like the sexiest person on the show and she's confident she's going to F for you and F that. And uh, she's just, I'm big and beautiful. But like in real life, I feel like she would not feel that way. And that's sad because I want everyone to be comfortable. But I'm, I'm of the I'm of the mindset where like I walk outside and my four-year-old daughter's like, your shirt doesn't fit. And I'm like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I'm just like, well, this is this has been um, I, yeah. just, I just go in. I'm like, well, it's time to leave my family. I guess we had a good run. I'm one of those people like, dude, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's vanity or if it's just purely anxiety. I walk into a gym knowing full well, no one gives two shits. My existence is how is exist. Like I'm there. Like they don't care, but I walk in. I'm like, all right, these people think this fat fuck just came in here to sweat and be greasy. And I'm about to prove them right, goddammit. Like, just... <laughs> the, the craziest part is um, I've, I've known all facets of this. Um, wonderful, wonderful woman that was, in, was a civilian contractor when I was in Lamore, California, at the air traffic control. Um, I was active duty. She was a DOD employee. Um, beautiful person, beautiful soul was just a heavier lady and wasn't that she's like super unhealthy or like morbidly obese. She was just a bigger person. Um, and she came to me, I think in my like second, like gym awakening of like getting in shape, whatever. And she asked me for advice. I gave her some advice. I gave her some mill stuff that I was doing. Um, and she kept saying like, you know, I don't feel comfortable going because people look at me and I don't feel comfortable. And I told her and I told a lot of people past this. I'm like, people in the gym that are judgmental are more judgmental towards the people who are actually in shape than they are the people who aren't in shape. And I think that resonated with her like pretty good. Um, she kind of turned some stuff around and lost, nice. lost a lot of weight. Um, hey. I've helped a couple other people like get in the gym to start, but that's the craziest part. Like you see someone that's not in shape and you're like, ah, like they're not in shape. But then you see the guy that's like got the masks on, like the, uh, yeah. well, like before, the, before, 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 now, before the like, pandemic, we're wearing masks to like yeah, yeah, yeah. restrict the, their breathing. So that way they can build up better endurance and stamina. And then they're like head to toe under armor and like, 
they've got like the fucking now you know Dwayne Johnson's got his own like headphones and shoes and everything else and okay. they're rocking all that shit and then they're like putting the gloves on and like they got mat- like their entire gym uniform is like the same color like I will judge that guy or girl mm-hmm. before I'd ever judge anyone that's like trying to better themselves no. um, and I think that's the shit part is like people worry more about like well I can't go to the gym because I'm not in shape. Like, well, fuck it. That's why everyone starts going to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And- I, posted, I posted a while back on my Instagram. I posted a, a like a year and a half, I think, like difference between where I was in a, a bad relationship and then where I was when I moved up here. Mm-hmm. And it's insane. I look like four years older <laughs> a year and a half ago. Yeah. Like, who, like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, I thought I was hot shit. I was a chef in Fort Smith, Arkansas. I was running, you know, restaurants, a fucking brewery. I was running, like... Going up and down the state there for a while. Yeah, I was driving all over the place. I was like, fuck, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker. I'm running this brewery. And then I was like running a meal prep. And I started this barbecue thing with this guy. And I did this and I did this and I did And then I was like, I started at, like, questionably, like, the nicest steakhouse in Fort Smith, Stonehouse. And then I got, when I got to that level, I was like, holy fuck, like, you are like a fat, douchey bastard. <laughs> and then, like, you realize, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, man. Like, yeah. the body dysmorphia or whatever the fuck you want to call mm-hmm. it, like, kicked in and you're like, holy shit, I did not know I looked like that. Yeah. And, like, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, like, just rain on my own parade of, you know, like, I have my insecurities. Like, and the reality is this. Like, there are people there that are, like, 20 times skinnier and in more shape than I am that feel the same amount of anxiety for literally the same reasons, even though, in my perception, they look better off than I do. So I, I totally get that as someone that, you know, I work at a job for the last almost, like, almost a decade now. I've been working with college students, so, like... I'm not surprised by, like, the anxieties that go through. I don't think my anxiety is any different or special. I just, I am now more comfortable just saying, like, dude, listen, the reason why I don't do a lot of stuff is I start to get in my own head of, like, all right, I'm a fat failure fuck, and I'm about to, like, I'm about to walk in, and everyone's gonna think it. Like, in my mind, there's that moment where I walk into certain situations, and people just turn around, like, this fucking guy. This fuck. What's how many how many times do we have to tell you, old man? Like the fucking fish people ganging up on that old fucking SpongeBob. I don't know if oh. you I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. How many times we gotta teach you, old man? He's just like, where's the boss? And they just go and beat the dog shit out of him. Is what's implied. We don't ever actually see it. I think it'd be cool if we did. Yeah. No, I think it's one of those you have to like. Again, you have to like just come to terms with a lot of stuff and then say like. Yes, you're you're sitting around like all these college kids, but mm-hmm. look at us that freshman year walking into UCA and then like tooling around and then now look at where we're at. Like I, I, most of those kids are most of those kids are gonna turn out like me and have to start a new career and dude, do other I, shit and then I fucking the loved rest us. turn out like you and work for universities. It was at this point that young Richard began to adjust and make himself another drink. Foolishly, I, Mr. Cack, was unaware of how much more madness 
we would dive into. And it's at this time we must take a pause. For until next week, when we continue the saga of Rick. Good night.